Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really not so lean and mean. I got good eyesight, I'll be all right. I get my dentures shining bright. I got a deaf right ear for those golf We're back. The Golf Insiders wrapping up a speedy hour of intelligent golf talk in the house, Howie G and Will Perry. And we are going to go out to the Midwest, the beautiful Midwest, the Windy City, Chicago. Some NCAA championship time. And check in with Kevin Casey, the assistant editor of Golf Week, to fill us all in on what is happening in men's college golf. Kevin, welcome to the show. Thanks so much. Thank you, Holly. Thanks for having me on. So I I know the final matches are going on out there. It's uh, Oklahoma against the Oregon Ducks. Fill us in on what's happening. Yeah, so right now it's actually a very uh, heated stage of the matches right now. Uh, Actually, Oklahoma just took so how it works in college golf in the final is there's five matches. The team with the most points wins, so you need to get the three points to win. Right now, Oklahoma has, is up 2 nothing. They've won the first two matches, but the final three matches are all very close. Oregon leads one, one up. Oklahoma leads another one up. The other one's all square. So if Oregon wins the final three matches, they win. If Oklahoma wins at just one of the final three matches, they win. So all tight right now, at least in the final three, but Oklahoma has a slight upper hand right now. Now, it's interesting. Of course, everybody will remember last year's uh, win uh, by the Ducks. Uh, right, You had Golf Week in your college rankings had Oklahoma ranked at number 11 and Oregon at number 8. So these were not exactly probably the, the, the top picks that were on everybody's radar. No, you're absolutely correct, and that's the beauty of match play. I mean, the number one seed has never won the NCAA men's or women's college championship since it moved to the match play format never happened. I think it's 0 for 12 now. So it's pretty crazy what match play can do. I mean, Oregon, honestly, they're a significantly, a significantly better team this year than they were last year. They were ranked 21st by us uh, going to the national championship last year and they won it. Obviously they were at home last year and that helped, but still, they still were outside the top 20 going to that event. Yeah. This year they have a great team Oregon, but yeah, they weren't on the, super short list and Oklahoma wasn't either especially you know Oklahoma I think finished six at big 12s and you know they got through the regional of course NCAA regional which you have to get through to get to the NCAA championship but without Brad Dahlke winning the regional for Oklahoma they might have not even got gotten to the NCAA championship in the first place so you're totally right definitely not on the short list I mean uh, Oregon took out the top you know team who was probably the favorite Vanderbilt in the semifinals um, and Illinois got taken out in the semis by uh, by sorry by Oklahoma, so that was another shortlist team taken out in the semis. So yeah, match play does some crazy things. It sure does. Who are some of the uh, the big name players for for the listeners out there who are a little bit unfamiliar? Uh, yeah, so yeah, for Oklahoma, Brad Dalkey is probably the main name that uh, maybe people will recognize. The reason that that name's big is he actually committed to Oklahoma at age twelve. It's a very famous commitment, and it's all worked out very well. And, uh, you know, he's gone to Oklahoma, played well there. And then, you know, last summer he was a runner-up in the U.S. Amateur. So his name kind of got back on the radar. That got him into the Masters in the U.S. Open. He played the Masters, uh, two, you know, last month, and he's going to play in the U.S. Open next month. So he's a, he's probably the big name for Oklahoma. But Oklahoma's best player, actually, even though Brad Dolphy maybe has the most fame, 
of Oklahoma's players. A big name for them is probably Max McGreevy. He's a senior for them. Has I believe only missed one tournament his entire career at Oklahoma, um, and that was because of injury. So he's been in the lineup all four years, been a stellar player, All-American, and he's wanting out, and he won his match today, so he, had, so he ends his career on a good note. And then on the other side, Oregon, Wyndham Clark is definitely their star. He's a transfer from Oklahoma State. He's the number one ranked player in the country. He's had a sensational year. Um, and, you know, he struggled a bit this week, and, you know, he's all square in his match right now, but he's, he's their top player. Another great player for them is Norman Jong, who's a freshman, actually um, – He's actually a early freshman, and he he actually is only in his uh, first semester there. He he's a mid-year freshman, so but he's come right on the scene. I think he won his first event or his second event in college, and he's top 15 in the country already. He he lost today, but he's probably he's another big name in Oregon to look out for in the future. We're talking to Kevin Casey from Golf Week live from the NCAA's at Rich Harvest Farms, which some may remember was where the Solheim Cup was played. How's the golf course holding up? It's holding up very well. It's very well conditioned. Um, you know, for the women's championship, the weather was really rough at times. Uh, the first day of the NCAA women's championship, it was windy, rainy, and low 40s, and the score skyrocketed. But this, uh, for the men's, it's actually been mostly pristine conditions. There was only a couple days here where the wind got up, and when the wind gets up here, that's when the course gets its defenses uh, up. So, I mean, the final day of stroke play, you saw that. I think the scoring average in the final day of stroke play was 77.25 or something like that. So, when the wind gets on this course, it gets very difficult. When it's not up, it can you can kind of you can pick it apart a little bit. But it's well conditioned and uh, it creates some interesting angles and all that. I mean, there's some interesting hole names out here. I mean, one you know the fourth hole here is called the Devil's Elbow, so it's an interesting name. It's an interesting hole. Um, and I, you know, players you know I, I don't players talk about how every hole here is different, which obviously every hole is different, but it seems more pronounced here that every single hole here is. Has, has its own identity. So it's, it's a pretty interesting course, and uh, you can play it a bunch of times and learn new things. Uh, speaking of the women, the Arizona State Sun Devils won the NCAA Division I Women's Championship last Wednesday, defeating Northwestern in the final. I believe you're a Wildcat yourself, aren't you, Kevin? I did. I did go, I did go and graduate from Northwestern. Great so, journalism school. Absolutely. So I'm guessing. Yeah, it's highly ranked. I'm, I'm, Sorry, guess, I'm guessing it was. Uh, you know, you you were rooting just as hard for the the Wildcats. So obviously, that was a Cinderella story, getting into the finals for for uh, the Wildcats. Yeah, it was a bit. I mean, I just, yeah, I'm a journalist. I got to be objective. I know it's cool. I went to, but there's there's no cheer in the press box. So I mean, they're both great stories. To be honest, with uh, either way, if uh, Northwestern or Arizona State won, yeah, Northwestern. Uh, they, they've been a good team. I mean, they've been a good team for a number of years now, and they just missed out on match play in 2015 and 2016. This time, they, they were like, no more. We want to get in, and they got in emphatically. They won the stroke play portion by, I think, eight shots. So they easily got in and got all the way to the finals. They, they were a good team this year. I think they were around 10th in our rankings, 10th or 15th in our rankings most of the year. But, yeah, they weren't on the short list. Um, but, yeah, Arizona State, they just dominated. I mean, you know, I, you gotta give them credit because they were the top-ranked team in the country going to that event. But there's a lot of pressure there. Um, you know, that's a program that's the that's the most successful program in women's college golf history. You know, by national title count, they have eight now, uh, two more than anyone else. So they had one more going to this week or last week. But you know, there's pressure there when you're the top-ranked team in the country, and you know the conditions were horrible sometimes up here. So a lot of the Southern teams struggle with that. Arizona State persevered through it, and then once they got the match play. There's no chance for those teams. I mean, they beat they beat down Florida in the final. Oh, sorry, in the quarters. 
they got a huge – actually, Arizona State early got lucky to get through the semis. They had a huge charge there just to get through the semis, and then finals they showed their medal again. So a lot of, pro- a lot of props to Arizona State on their victory. They, it was hard fought. Well, uh, we got to run, Kevin, but um, Golf Week has always been the best at covering college golf and going deep, as you like to say, over there. Our very own Golf Week based here in Orlando, and um, they can all the fans can check out uh, the, the finals here that's, that's going on right now at, at golfweek.com, and we appreciate you spending a few minutes with us, and we'll let you go back to work. Thanks so much. Kevin Casey from <laughs> Golf Week. Thanks, Kevin. All right, thanks so much. Hey, Will. All right, we got a minute. It's time Next for time. our time for our picks, and I have no clue. You, but you no know, clue. I got two. Well, I I think I'm gonna start taking two as well because I'm gonna I'm gonna go off of some recent form. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna say Jordan Spieth throws his name in the mix a little bit. Uh, that um, that face tells me that you were thinking Jordan. Yeah. I think John Rahm's been knocking at the door so much lately. All right, so we're on the same page then. Yeah, I know I, you didn't get to announce it yet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to go okay. with. I was going to go with speed. How about this? Take a third one this time. All right, uh, let's go a little deeper. Mm, I'm going for Jason Day. I'd like to see him okay. win uh, right now, given all that he's been through uh, in what is now his proclaimed home you know, U.S. home Hometown, All right, home let's tournament. see it, hopefully. And who's going to be your third? Oh, geez. Uh, Sh- Dustin Johnson, uh, just because it was the first one that came to mind. Not that well of a, uh, a deep reach there. All right, well, uh, it is the Memorial Tournament. It is at Jack's Place, and it is going to be a great week and weekend for golf. We're out of here, the Golf Insiders. We love you. Bye-bye.